I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 147. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. For the last few weeks, I've been using Christmas songs to guide us to Scripture. And I love the Christmas season and the Advent season, that preparing of our hearts for the coming of Christ. And the season is filled with familiar traditions and decorations and friends and family and don't forget food. And another thing that fills my home and our car and my office are familiar songs. And I have wonderful memories of my mom and I sitting at the piano with a a Christmas book, pecking out the melody of Christmas song after Christmas song and singing at the top of our lungs all verses, by the way, of every song. And one of the songs that we would sing, and I'm sure you sing too, is O Come All Ye Faithful. And I've chosen this song this week because of one word in the song that I cannot shake. And I've chosen Lauren Daigle's version because I love Lauren. She's a hometown girl and she absolutely loves Jesus and loves the word. And it's my podcast, so I get to do that. (laughs) So let's, before we move on, let's listen. O Come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels, O many times a season do we sing these words in church, in Hobby Lobby, and humming it while washing dishes? Uh, I mean, I didn't intend to do this, but this year during the Christmas season, our song choices have led us to be pretty topical in our exploration of scripture. We have talked about the role of angels in the Christmas story and the significance of the name of Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And then so today I want to talk about the word Behold. So, our Bible interaction tool exercises this week are pretty simple but powerful, especially when working with familiar scriptures. And Bible interaction tool exercises, or bites, B I T E, as I like to call them, are exercises that I use in my daily and weekly Bible study to interact with God's Word. So, the first bite is to ask questions. And the questions that I asked that sent me on my interaction journey this week were, 
When specifically was the word behold used in scripture and what does it really mean? And I know it sounds simplistic, but sometimes if we approach scripture as something to check off our to-do list, uh, to be a Christian, we're supposed to do this check. We're going to miss out on the richness of scripture. So I encourage you to foster your curiosity. And one way to do that is to ask a few questions. So Asking questions led me to my second bite, my second Bible interaction tool, which was to explore a topic, and that is of seeking out where the word behold was used in scripture in the story of Christ coming to earth the first time. And then the third bite I used this week ended up being the most significant for me, uh, and that was to write out scripture. You see, I had a bit of a head start on the whole behold business because uh, a friend of mine that I work with and go to church with led our call to worship at church last Sunday with thoughts on the word behold and and a prayer as well, and, and some of which will make its way in today's podcast. But then during the week, I literally cried out to God, how can I behold you? But it was when I finally slowed down and explored scripture and wrote out the verses that the fire within me was lit. And it all kind of started coming together from that point. So let's see what I discovered together as we come and behold him who was born the king of angels, God with us. First of all, let's talk about what behold means. And by definition from the Greek word, it can mean to view attentively to view mentally or to consider, which is great because that's something we do here. We meditate, we consider scripture, to perceive with the eyes, uh, to ascertain or find out by seeing, or to enjoy the presence of someone. And I love what my friend concluded uh, when he shared his thoughts with us during that call to worship. He said, we are not here to spectate, to watch, or just merely listen, but together, collectively, to behold and enjoy the presence of a God who loves us. So beholding Christ is not just merely seeing. We are not spectators of a play, but we are investing ourselves in seeing with our faith eyes, perceiving with attentiveness. Behold is such a powerful word. And honestly, I'd never paid attention to it until this week. I'd read over it as if it was merely a placeholder or something that you say when trying to sound spiritual. Behold, I've cooked spaghetti for dinner. Wilt thou be joining us? You know, so in lingo, you know, we have we have lingo like that in Louisiana. I'm from Idaho. And so it has been a, a learning experience to understand what people mean. When they use certain terms, it's kind of confusing at first. I was talking about this recently with some friends uh, that are new to the area. I call them my Yankee friends. And these are friends that are actually from Texas, but anything north of Alexandria, Louisiana is considered a Yankee by the Cajuns that I, that I live around. And uh, But when I first moved to Louisiana in college, I had a boyfriend ask if I wanted to get down. And I seriously pictured John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. But apparently he was asking if I wanted to get out of the car. So they say, do you want to get down? (laughs) And then the first time my future mother-in-law asked if I wanted to save the dishes, I replied, well, I wasn't going to throw them away, which resulted in a muttered something or other about me being a Yankee smart aleck. (laughs) So in Louisiana, saving dishes means putting them away. And then the most applicable to our discussion here today is the infamous come see, which really just means come here and there may may be nothing to see at all. 
But behold is nothing like the Cajun Kumsi. It is deeper, deeper and richer and not just a placeholder in scripture. And I think that you'll agree with me. It is an emphasis of that which we are to pay attention to, not just see with our eyes, physical or even our eyes of faith, but to perceive and pay attention to, to let the significance of that which we are beholding sink into our very being as we consider this story. Again, not as a spectator, but as an active participant in the story. So the main story-like accounts of Jesus coming to earth as a baby are in Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. So I reread each of those chapters and then paused and wrote out the verses where I saw the word behold. So in those chapters, what are we called to behold? Well, we're called to behold the virgin, the wise men, the star. We are to behold that nothing is impossible with God. We are to behold Mary's humility and her faith. But most of all, we are to behold Jesus. And so we talked about this at length in last week's episode, but Matthew one twenty three quotes the prophet Isaiah. It says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We are to behold the process, the virgin bringing forth a son. But more than that, we are to be attentive to, to perceive, to enter into the story of God coming down to be with us. Again, I explored the significance of this in last week's episode, but don't fail to behold it. God with us. And as we keep reading in Matthew and come to chapter 2, we read uh, this. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. This baby was an international incident. There was no 24-hour news, ca- uh, news cycle. But who, who needs that when God gives wisdom to men to study the stars and the scripture and follow a star to find a king? So what if you took one day this week to truly behold the wise men, to pay attention to this detail, to perceive the significance of their visit and, and to see their role through the eyes of faith? As I behold them, I see that somehow they understood the significance of this king over any other. I mean, they were standing in front of King Herod, but they weren't interested in worshiping just any king, but the king. And as our song sings this week, uh, their response was worship, adoration. They came to worship someone they had not seen, but someone they perceived, someone they believed in when they beheld the star. In fact, that leads us to this. In Matthew 2, 9, after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. So what do you see when you behold the star? I mean, truly behold it. It reminds me of the the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that God used to guide his people to the promised land after the exodus. When I behold the star, I see a God who guides us. You know, Psalm 139 says, you go before me 
and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. That's what the psalmist tells us. And and I concur with his his next conclusion. He says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. When he beholds this idea that God will guide us and lead us and go before us, just like the star. So we have beheld the virgin and the son that she bore, God with us. We have beheld the wise men and their desire to go to great lengths to worship the king of kings. We have beheld the star and God's ability and desire to guide us. And next we are to behold that nothing is impossible with God. It says, and behold, in Luke 1, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. What do we see when we behold Elizabeth in her old age conceiving a son? Well, the angel tells us. For nothing will be impossible with God. That is the conclusion when we see this, when we behold it. We need to behold that, don't we? You know, perhaps you're in a difficult season of life, a place that seems impossible. You need to behold that nothing is impossible with God. I'm not talking about merely seeing it, reading it in this text, but beholding it. Don't be a spectator of this truth. Perceive it. Pay attention. Experience it yourself. Behold it. And immediately after that, we behold the willingness and humility of Mary. You know, we talked about this in episode 145, but when the angel spoke to Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, he responded, but, (laughs) but when that same angel spoke to Mary, she responded, behold, and Mary said, behold, this is after the message that the angel gave her, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In Mary's response, we behold her willingness to go along with God's plan and her humility. Just a few verses later, Elizabeth beholds her faith. She says, For behold, when the sound of your greeting, this is Elizabeth speaking to Mary, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary had just walked into the house. They hadn't even had a discussion yet. Are we to behold that the baby in her womb leapt? Well, perhaps, you know, the angel told Zechariah that John would be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. But more than that, listen to the blessing that Elizabeth responded with. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. We are to behold the faith of Mary. You know, Mary, who couldn't fathom exactly how a virgin was supposed to be pregnant. Mary, who was just a girl herself. Mary, who was put in a very precarious position with consequences I don't think we ever spend enough time thinking about. She believed what the angel angel asked her to behold. Um, in Luke one thirty one, it says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel asked her to behold what I'm asking you to behold today. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Come and behold Jesus. 
He is great. He is the son of the most high. He is king of kings forever and his kingdom will never end. And he has invited you to join him in it. Come and behold him. And what should our response be after we have beheld him? Our response should be one of worship. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. There's one more behold verse that I want to share with you. And it comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In our song, it says this. This comes directly from John chapter 1. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Did you catch it? We beheld His glory. Have you beheld it? The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, the only begotten Son that God sent forth to earth because of His great love for us. Stop being a spectator and behold Him. Accept Him and bow your knee in worship and adore Him. One last cool thing. The title of Lauren Daigle's Christmas album that includes this version of O Come All You Faithful, it's entitled Behold. So what's next? We'll ask the question, what am I to behold in the Christmas story? And then go through Matthew chapter 1 and 2. Go through Luke chapter 1 and 2. Jot down references that include the word behold. I did not discuss all of them on today's podcast. So this is an extra challenge for you. Then go back and write out those verses by hand, taking time to really consider the truths that you are to behold. And I recommend reading in the English Standard Version um, this week for this project because other translations may use different words in place of behold. So the exercise won't be as effective if you use um, a different translation. But uh, I used the ESV and was able to find uh, behold in several places. So while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellenizat or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat. And we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Gloria from South Carolina, Christian from Missouri, Angela from North Carolina, Nadine from New York, Alan from Arkansas, and Karen from Illinois. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. You will get an email recap of the week's episode and you'll get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. All of that is just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellenizat.com to subscribe today.
Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android device. While you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song, He Has Come For Us by Meredith Andrews. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 147. And then while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.